Hello and welcome to Classic 15. I'm Michael Beek. Joining me this week is Classic Ambassador Sonja Simenauer, the highly regarded German-based artist manager with over 30 years' experience working closely with soloists and ensembles. She makes a return visit to us on the podcast, this time to give us insights into managing artists and what it takes to guide their careers. Sonia, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Wonderful to have you back on the Classic 15 podcast, Sonia. So My welcome pleasure. back. And this time you're going to hopefully give us some insights into managing young artists. So I wonder if we can start with asking if you think it's easier today for a young artist who is breaking into the classical world or is it harder in any way? Well, it's a, it's a very difficult question because some is easier, some is more difficult. Mm. Um, let me put it the other way around. When I began in this business 40 years ago, there was a set trough of organizers who were selling artists and buying artists. Right. At least that was the way in Germany. Mm-hmm. So they would kind of agree on a young artist coming up that all of them would take over the season. But for that matter, the other ones would take someone preferred by someone else. I see. So there was a, a kind of circle, of set circle. If one would take a young artist, you could really think that like 10 other would do it. Mm-hmm. So from scratch, if we would put up an artist, a young artist, we knew that there would be a line of organizers going along with it which made things much easier and if the artist was successful he would be reinvited within two years if not the next year now this is very different today because mm. everybody has this idea about the young artist he wants to, to present because everything is in the net and for many years we've had this very easy travel which made it easy to get an artist from China, from America, from wherever, to come over for one concert because someone thought he was the best artist in the world. This is changing now again. We are at the edge of a completely new time um, through Corona, but Corona was just the glass on what we had, of the, on the problem we had. Yeah. And I'm very curious to see what's going to happen in the next two or three years. And, and what about the digital age? How How is that affecting young artists today? Are there pros and cons of, of how we've come on in technology terms? I mean, is it easier for free young artists to get themselves noticed now, perhaps? Or does that actually make it more difficult because there's, it's so easy to get your voice heard and your music out there? Well, it's very easy to get your, your music heard if someone would click the link. Mm. But the links are very, very short. Nobody has the attention to listen to a little bit more. And the question is, do you catch someone within two minutes? This is the most difficult question. If you can catch someone's attention and emotionality within two minutes, you have a chance. If not, you can be the best artist in the world. You won't be listened. So... I'm not sure how much it makes it easier or more difficult. It is easier because if I write to an organizer and I put a link in it and the organizer wants to listen to what I offer him, he will just click on it and be right there. Mm. It's no effort. He doesn't need to put that, to put on the record. He doesn't need to look for something. It's just there. But the question is whether it stays there. 
because they receive millions of such mails every day. And um, if the contact between them and me as a manager is not very personal, very um, long-term contact, it's gone. And even before, though, that if they at the stage in their sort of work where they haven't even yet engaged you perhaps as a manager what what are the the chances for for young musicians to be heard without having anyone representing them it's luck but this has always been like this except that today there are millions of competitions there was a time there were that many competitions that were very important and if someone would have won a competition he had a straw of many concerts because it was clear that this was a label for quality so everybody would be going into the risk of taking this artist this is not anymore the case we have millions of competitions everything is recorded everything is put on the air the juries are so many, but at the end of the day, it's always the same people touring as juries. And it's just a question of mixture, if the mixture is a good one or not. The, the level is so middle, so average now, that it's very, very difficult to pop up. There yeah. are organizations, there are in the shadow of that, some initiatives like the Gilmore Prize in America, mm. the Hornan Prize in Canada, some competitions that we know are based on, on extreme quality. And we go back to that. We look at the people and we see that they are being much more careful about going into risks, that they want to share the risks with other people. They are open for young artists. But the stage is getting a little bit narrower. And uh, I would say not for the worse. Okay, well, that's interesting. I was going to ask about competitions specifically. Uh, and it, should all, all young artists be seeking out those opportunities? And, uh, and I wonder if, if you don't seek out the opportunity of entering a competition or winning a prize or a bursary, are you at a disadvantage if you're not in, the, in, the, in that group of musicians who are doing those things? Here again, it's a very double-sided question. I am not a fan of the first prizes of the big competitions, not especially one person or the other, but today to win a prize in a competition like Warsaw Tchaikovsky when it was happening, you had to serve so many tastes yeah. that the one winning would be the one unifying the most numbers of voices and this doesn't make someone very special. It makes someone pleasing everybody. And that is not especially what you want to hear if you want to hear music. So I think that people tend to look more to very special prizes that are very individual prizes and to believe more in the emotionality of a smaller uh, jury. Now, your question is whether an artist should do competitions or not. It is a very individual question. Some artists are good at it mm. because they can bear the tension, and some others are not good at it, which does not mean that they are not first-rate artists. So I wouldn't say that an artist, having not win, won any competition, is not a good artist. But the question is how to see him, because indeed the competitions are a public space. 
this is a possibility of being heard because it's all on air. And if you're at your best, you have many people listening to you and some of them will like you and will maybe reach out to you. And tell me about when when you when you first work with a new a new artist let's say on your roster what are the what are the, the things you tell them to to think about first as they're starting on this journey what's the key <laughs> well i look at them and i try to understand if they are in their skin or if the skin they have is not yet theirs i think there is no other key than seek for being the one you are not in the sense who am i but in the sense of feeling i'm right where i am to get off this habit of trying to think what do the people want me to do what should i be doing so that they recognize me it has to be for what they are if they try to be someone else than they are it brings aggressivity almost yeah because people feel it's not what i'm coming for I want to see this guy playing, but he is not there. He's someone else. So it is trying to help them to believe in what they are, to have faith. I think it's down to that. If they want to go this way, if they have done all what they've done to be educated, to be a musician, then they should have faith. And if they have faith, they will be natural. Mm. And do they, though, have it all figured out at this stage, What the way, where they want to go and what they want to play in the oh, no. twilight? No, there you can always look at what is there and mm. um, try to discuss with them, how did you feel, what is the next step, and if they have an offer, to look at the offer and to explain to them what it bears, if it is dangerous to them, if it is too quick, if the work that is asked for is not yet in their courts and they should rather not do it before they do it not at the top level. If the way is too long between two concerts to assess who are you, can you travel that long and play in the evening or do you need to sleep at night before you play at the level you want to play to try to make them understand what is their luggage where are their strengths and where are their weaknesses yeah. and that the weaknesses are not there to be overcome and disappear but to work with them so they don't become an abscess because what you don't look at will scream at some point i cannot give you enough example of um, how to guide them I need to first hear how do they react, how do they communicate, do they say what they think, or do they always have this break, I have a doubt, I shouldn't show my doubt, to learn to talk about the doubts they have about the thing, whatever it is, what they encounter, in order to understand why do they have a doubt and what does it mean for their going out. And this is the position that, that many of my colleagues should take some do some don't i mean some of the things you mentioned there are actually very practical things about you know eating and, and sleeping i mean I, I imagine there are young musicians who you work with who are working away from home who are maybe away from their families and so do you and maybe the people you work with your team become kind of a <laughs> surrogate sort of family in a way in terms of guiding them just in t- don't forget to eat don't forget to practice yes, and make time absolutely. and all these things yeah 
Absolutely. To also teach them, bring them to the people who will teach them how to dress, how to pack a luggage when you go on tour. What do you need in order to keep your things clean or ironed? And how do you fold them so that you don't need to iron too much? And uh, what what are the little things that you need to have aspirin? Um, paracetamol so you don't wake up at night and you have a fever and you look for it but you have it all these kind of things and yes we are a kind of surrogate for the family missing but we are not the family and this is also something that is very important to to keep a little distance because we don't want to replace we just want to compensate for a time but they have to have the freedom of going without us and to figure out what their path is. Also in regards to a, to, to a manager, because not every manager is the right manager. Not all the first managers are the right managers. An artist growing will maybe figure out, I, I would prefer someone who doesn't talk so much to me. I would prefer someone who talks more to me. I want someone who understands more my doubts and not always say, you shouldn't have doubts. So. The first step is not the last step. And there needs to be some room for that to maybe be disappointed, but not insulted. Of course, like like a, a good relationship. <laughs> like a good relationship, absolutely. And finally, what what what's the most what's the most common thing that young artists sort of do wrong? Do you think that you feel like you have to guide them with? What's the thing that Taxes. comes up the most? Taxes. <laughs> to understand as an artist that you have to pay taxes is a very big problem. So to teach them from scratch that what they earn is not what they can keep and what they can spend, but that they should be putting 30% of what they earn just aside, no matter what, just put it aside, have an extra account, put 30% when the money comes in so you're safe. Because when the tax comes, it comes for three years. When you haven't paid taxes until now, the first time the tax comes, it's for three years. And that is a big stroke for them. This is the kind of things that you have to teach them. Yeah. Also to look at things ahead, not the day before they have to leave to America to figure out, oh, what about my visa? Or what do I need? But to look ahead in the calendar, to make spaces in the calendar for certain things and maybe make exceptions, of course, but to learn to look ahead and not be always surprised by what comes. So much more to it, isn't there, than just learning the notes and practicing and, and <laughs> getting yes, the yes, getting all of this done yes. and and not get a panic and try to figure out what are the priorities. What can I do tomorrow? What do I have to do today? This also they will learn, but. It's hard. And it goes better if you are told a little, some little tricks. Brilliant. Well, that's exactly what we need to know and what the young artists need to know from you. Thank you so much, Sonia, for sharing those insights into how you work with young artists. It's been wonderful to chat to you. Thank you very much. That's all from this edition of Classic 15. Our podcasts are available on all platforms and on our website, www.classic.com, where you can also find Classic's online concert series and other media on demand. And don't forget to check us out on social media too, at Classic Music. Thank you for listening, and until next time, goodbye.